Hey, what's up, everybody? Joe Sib here, sitting across from my co-host, Anaya Bogue. You're listening to Rad Parenting. It's a summer day. I've got three teenage boys running around my house. Your daughter, Pi, is eating M&Ms sitting behind me right now. I took them away from her, though, because she sounded like a little mouse. A squirrel. Yeah. It's yep. crazy because my brain, I don't know about you, Anna, but like if I hear a noise, yep. it's so weird because I'm so super focused on this show yeah. and everything that we're doing. And and if I hear like a noise in the background or Nate comes and knocks at the door, it totally throws me off. Yeah. You know, and, I, and you're like, and you're trying to juggle everything. So it Maybe is. Maybe we need to put like a red light outside the studio here. You think that's going to stop no. Nate? How silly of me. It, it, it'll be the opposite. Like, hey, the red light's on. I know yeah. you're in there. Oh, it's a red light. No, he'll be like. Squirrel. Yeah. No, yeah. No, he would be more. <laughs> Nate would be like, oh, the red light means come on in because <laughs> dad's working. Hey, what's up? Let me be on your show. All right. So today's show, uh, we touched on it a long time ago. I don't know if you're going to remember this when we started the show. You and I did an episode on someone had asked about grandparents. Like, we have grandparents, and it, every time, like, I leave my kids alone with them, they come back saying yeah. they watch Fox News all day. <laughs> you're like, ah, yeah, okay, not Thank good. Thank you for undoing five years of parenting. Exactly, yeah. and then we kind of went down the road of discussing, um, you know, having your grandparents and their influences, yeah, and how you can kind of maneuver in that world because you know, yeah. hey, we want to see the grandchildren, but you're like, mom, dad, we can't have Fox News on all right. the time. Okay, so that was an episode that if, if you guys are in, in, interested in that, you can go back through and and find that it was in the earlier. Um, I see, like in the first, like oh, the 20 first ep- year. Yeah, it was the first twenty episodes that yeah. we did. So today, you came up with an idea that's similar to that. We talk about ego a lot on the show mm-hmm. about how when you're parenting, um, you know, you got to leave, leave ego at the, at the door. door. Mm-hmm. And the concept that you were kind of coming up with was not only leaving your ego at the door, but you know, when you're parenting your child, there's these outside influences, whether you're, you're, you're parenting your son or daughter and, and, and something starts to go down that road that we all don't want to go down where maybe there's a tantrum on the horizon or with a teenager, some back talk that's going on. And your friend, someone that you like is sitting in the room, a peer of yours. So you almost start parenting with, with them. Okay. They're judging me. They're thinking about me. And then I brought up like with grandparents, once again, um, that can also be uh, something that could start showing showing its head. Where you're like, okay, my grand my parents are visiting, yeah. and all of a sudden, so and so is they're going to judge up. me. They're going to judge me. So, with all with that said, mm-hmm. you kind of molded this idea and kind of question to throw out to our listeners to the rad parenting community mm-hmm. of how do we continue parenting the way that we truly want to? Yeah, the germ of who we are. Like, hey, you know what? This is how I want to raise my son or daughter, mm-hmm. and you're on the, the you're on that path, and everything's cool. But all of a sudden, ego starts to look in. But more importantly, what you're suggesting is friends, family, cousins, uncles, relatives, just people in public. Yeah. How do you keep that almost your clear tube? of parenting communication between you and your children completely clear without letting these outside influences all of a sudden steer you in a direction that you don't want to. Excellent. Okay. So, and those two things are connected. So, so ego and so I'm, I'm, what I'm basically saying is how do we parent well? How do we continue our conscious parenting um, in the face of prying eyes? Right. And that, as you said, that could be, we have a friend over even. Say that again. Okay, how how to how to uh, continue to parent, especially parent consciously in the face of prying eyes. That's like a book title. Maybe right. Wow. Um, and and it's really at the at the heart of it is 
is, is our ego because that, what activates those prying eyes, even having Im an impact and influence, having an effect on our ability to stay focused on our kid and focused on the way that we know we want to parent is ego going, oh, they're going to think you're not a good parent. Like, oh, they're going to have something to say about this. Oh, they're going to think my kid's a nightmare, blah, blah, blah. All of that is ego. And so how do we, and it is so important for us to stay on the path that we've set out. It's already a, an enormous task to just be a, a conscious, present parent. Um, how do we do that when we're really being tested by these prying eyes and energy and, you know, which is attached to judgment and all of that? So that's what I want to talk about today. Wow. It's, it's so funny that you're bringing up this topic because this past week for me was totally one of those, one of those weeks. Tell me. Um, all right. In short, uh, Nate likes to go down to Chinatown mm -hmm. and that's a new thing of his. Huh? And, yeah. Okay. And he goes, dad, I want to go to Chinatown. He loves to go to Chinatown. So, okay. um, I'll take him down there. And you know, the reason he likes to go to Chinatown is because you can buy smoke bombs and, um, <laughs> you know, these like fireworks that are illegal. Got it. Okay. So yeah. he loves doing that. Yeah. And you and he loves coming back to the house and then him and his buddies light off all of these uh smoke, smoke bombs, bombs and and there's this other one that's like a it's a spinning, it's called like a flower. And it's it you light it and it spins and it makes you know sparks, it shoots out fireworks. So long story short, they love coming back with fireworks. And and he came home the other day and he had all the fireworks and he lit them all off. Nothing that that I didn't do when I was a kid. Um, and then he goes out in front of the house and they're skateboarding around with the, the smoke bombs, nothing that I hadn't done as a kid. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I got to remember that it's, you know, it's 2018 and that people trip on that stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and he threw it on Instagram. Ah. And then all of a sudden we get a phone call from a parent that was kind of like, wow, like what goes on over there? And I was like, what do you mean? And there was all this slow motion of like smoke bombs and, you know, these fireworks, nothing like explosions. Yeah. But, but to, to some parents, it was really, the, and, and my point being was all of a sudden I was like, I was like, oh, great. Now they're going to think Nate's a bad kid. And yeah. now parents are going to think this and that. And I went for this, like, you know, how they talk about the loop in your head. Yeah. I was having full arguments with parents that weren't even in the room with me. Like I was having a full on conversation in my head yeah. with justifying what Nate was doing and mm -hmm. doing all that. And once again, I, my ego was just standing there like, Oh my gosh, would you let, I mean, can you believe that he's doing this and doing that? And it's funny because it, it was a sore subject with him and I, because he was saying, dad, I'm, what do you mean? Like, I'm just doing what I don't know what I said I was going to do. Yeah. I told you I was going to go buy these things. You gave me money to buy right. them. And I told you I was going to come back and light them off. But now you have a problem with it. And I was like, gosh, man, he just called me out on it. Okay. I love, uh, first of all, that is such a great example. First of all, the, the perplexed look on my face, Joe, cause I could see you. I, I hope it didn't throw you as if I was like, what are you talking about? Like that would, that wasn't a great example. It was because <laughs> I have never been a boy, nor have I raised boys. So the things that you're describing, I'm like, huh, interesting. I guess that's a boy thing because I can't imagine me like, I want to go to Chinatown and get stuff that like blows up and lets off smoke. But here's what's important and what's so brilliant about that example that you just gave is we have, we can see, clearly see the distinction between you, Joe, without ego in the driver's seat, engaging with your son, having a conversation. It wasn't like he just went off and did it, you know, without you knowing and came back and dropped it oh, on I you. I gave him a ride there. Right. There, <laughs> there we go. I gave him a ride so, there and 
Initially, yeah. you he came and had a conversation with you. You helped to facilitate the purchase of, of these items and you were cool with it. You were even related and, and, and vibing on it. Like, oh, I totally get it. Like that's something I would have loved to do or I did do or well, whatever. I did. It wasn't until those outside prying eyes came, which, which your, your son helped to put many more eyes, <laughs> many more prying eyes on the situation by putting it on social media. Not until they came to the party did Ego step into the driver's seat and you started short-circuiting. Totally. And I can tell you what it is. It's the, 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 um, the, the trigger for me is it's always like, a, um, it's, it's parents who like uh, bring it up to me kind of in like a, um, backhanded compliment dig a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they're, pro- you know what? And once again, even when I say that to you right now, I know that it's not a backhanded compliment dig. They're just price, you know, I'm in my head, you know, just, I don't know, putting that in my mind, right. putting that, you know, putting that in there where it doesn't exist. Right. Does that right. make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. So what you're saying is your anticipation that their reactions are judgmental is actually making them judgmental. Your whole being is experiencing them because ego is driving at that moment as like, oh, what do they think? They're going to think my kid's bad. They're going to think I'm a bad parent. What if they don't want to have their kids over here? How's that going to, then what, then what's going to happen, right? And then I'm going to have to send my kid over to their, their place and who knows what's going on over there. So we go into, we just spin out of control when ego gets into the driver's seat. Totally. Totally. Okay? So in order to keep our best selves, our conscious parenting selves in the driver's seat, we are going to have to practice, um, talking ourselves through, uh, you know, saying to ego, thanks, but no thanks. I've got this. And after the break, because I know we got, we got to take a break, I'm going to dive into exactly what we can do to navigate uh, those the, the prying eyes and the activating the ego so that we can continue on our solid path down that smooth ro- road of conscious parenting and engaging with our kid in a way that is calm and effective as a parent. All right. We're going to hear from our sponsor. We'll be back with more Rad Parenting right after this. Rad Parenting, we are back. Uh, the tools that you're talking about to keep those prying eyes from just inflating and finding my ego. It's mm-hmm. not so much inflating my ego, just coming in. It's the putting it in the driver's seat. Yeah, it's putting it in the driver's it's seat. It's waking it up and yeah. being like, I got it. I'll take the wheel. Yeah. Give, give, give us some tools on how we can uh, avoid that and stay on target with the type of parents we want to be and not be influenced by these these prying eyes. Yeah. Whether it's our uh, our own parents, whether it's our our partner's grandparents, whether it's the neighborhood mom across the street. Yeah. Even you... strangers. Even strangers like in Trader Joe's. I mean, it, it, it really... Not strangers at Trader Joe's. Are you... They're the worst. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> okay. So the two, the two big ones, the two foundational pieces are, one, make sure that you are well anchored, meaning really clear... Really like, you know, talk with your partner if you need to. What am I doing? What are the choices I've made for how I want to engage as a conscious parent with my kid, right? Which primarily means I'm going to be present. I'm going to be conscious of, of, you know, how I'm engaging with them. I'm going to engage with them as though they are another whole human being, not I'm the parent up here and they are to do everything that I expect them to do as this inferior, you know, less than whole human being, like none of that stuff. So you, you first have to do a little self-talk and be like, Get really clear about what your mission as a parent is, okay? And then the second thing, and this is sort of a two-parter, is you have to understand that um, that activation, that that 
uh, reactionary feeling that you have that, that creeps up, that is ego. That is ego saying, step aside, Joe Sib. I'm stepping into the driver's seat and I'm taking over here. And what ego will do is cause you to not be calm because you st we start to freak out, right? It makes us afraid of judgment, afraid we're not good enough. We're bad parents. We're bad people. We're, we, are, we shouldn't even have had kids. Who do I think I am to be a parent? I'm going to totally screw up my kid. People are going to think poorly of him and me. All, all oh of gosh. that. Oh my gosh. Everything that you just said right there runs through my head like three times a day. Okay. <laughs> before okay. noon. Before so noon. Like oh I'm having my coffee. All those thoughts are just, it's like a song. Okay. So this is going to be great, Joe, because I think we can use you as a guinea pig. I want you personally to use these tools and then we can do a little check-in. Like you and I can do a check-in. We can do a check-in on a subsequent okay. show. So um, you want to first identify that that's what's happened, right? That it is trying to thwart. And I, and I like this analogy of stepping into the driver's seat because if you imagine that as a conscious parent, you are sitting you know, squarely at the wheel, you're on a beautiful little trip with lots of scenery and you and your kid are having conversations, whether they're in the front seat or the back seat. And it's just a super like grounded, meaningful, connected experience. And when ego jumps in through the window or out of the trunk or whatever and says, I got this, all of a sudden, the calm, peaceful, engaged, present experience of, of parenting with your kid is you are suddenly like on some, you know, what do you call those things where you have the cars that are in the, you know, the dirt oh, thing and they're, um, what are those called? Like rally? Like You mean like a crashed up derby? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's essentially what's happening. You've gone from a nice calm, calm uh, yeah. trip to, to so that. All of a sudden you're crashing into people. It, exactly. And that's what's happening. So so if you can identify that that's what's happening, then you're able to kind of stay separate of it and go, oh, I know who you are and you weren't invited to this party. Thanks, but no thanks. And part of what can help you to like ignore, and it's not about ignoring per se, but is to keep your focus on your kid, is to acknowledge that ego is trying to creep in and be like, but I'm really clear about what my mission here, and it is to stay connected with my kid and stay on my mission of parenting my child the way that I know is best for him or her, and for me for that matter. So the minute that you do that, because if we don't do that and we let ego step into the driver's seat, it goes bad for us as individuals in the parenting role, and our kids are totally going to also be affected. They won't, If they're throwing a tantrum, we are going to take their tantrum to the next level with our vibrating fear yeah, and anxiety. Yeah, you're throwing wood energy. on the fire at that point. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay. So okay. those are our first two steps, is yeah. to is identify what what we're doing. Got it. Recognize that ego is trying to creep in. You do the old thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to stay in the driver's seat here. And then you you pull your focus back to your kid because here's here's the thing, folks. All of those, and I don't care if it's your parents, your your siblings, your best friend, the neighbors, whatever. They are not going to be there at the end of the day, whether the end of the day is the literal end of that day or you know, the day your kid is graduating, on your deathbed, whatever extreme you want to take it to, they're going to be too busy with their own parenting and their own life day-to-day -day crap to really actually care or have any real connection to how yeah, you're well, parenting. At that point, at that point it, that's, that's the part of so much of our lives. It is. We're so concerned with this, what this person thinks or what that mm -hmm. parent thinks or what this relative thinks. And at the end of the day, it's you and your kid and they're not going to be there for, for, for the, that, that moment when it's just one-on-one -on -one and you're like, okay, this is my responsibility. Yes. And a lot of times I, I got to say that I, and tell me if this is, 
Do we make it up in our mind that these ideas and judgments exist because ego's driving the car at that point, that they don't even exist? Do, do people even care that much? Okay. Are we so putting that, too that's much really on it? That's a great question. So it, for sure, we magnify how much they actually care in our minds. They don't care as much as, as we think they do. And if they do care... Some, first of all, they're bringing their own ego to the party. Like, oh, look at Joe's sib parenting. I'm a much better parent. Like, it's like a way of patting themselves on the back and feeding their own ego, um, as opposed to as opposed to just staying in their own line, their own lane, whatever their lane is about. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So a lot of the time, it's really not as big as we feel that it is, and the stakes are so high. It's one thing when we are individuals moving through the world and ego is creeping in and compromising the way that we show up in the world, but when we are are um, charged with raising future human beings and as the transi a transitional generation of parents who I believe truly have an opportunity to raise conscious human beings that are really going to be game changers on this planet, um, it, it's, it's not worth losing that opportunity to have our ego take over and be worried about what anybody thinks, even our parents even our parents. And I think that that one is particularly charged, right? Because well, that's a charge. we still have our own sense of like, I want my parents to think I'm a good person. I want them to think I'm a good I'm Or a I good just parent. hear their voice in my head. Right, yes. I mean, it's so funny. I, I, my mom lives, you know, Santa Cruz. I'm here in LA. And if like a trigger once again, chores aren't getting done, I've mm -hmm. asked you, you know, or the chore was done, but really poorly. Okay, triggering. And then all of a sudden, I, it happens to me all the time. When Right before I get angry, I literally hear or see my mom or my dad and them going, you know, when you were their age, you did so much work and I can't believe that you would even not, you know, let them allow them to do that. I mean, they're taking advantage of you. I have this whole, this whole conversation in my head. My mom's not even here. She doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah. It's just in my head. It's mm -hmm. just, it's this loop that I hear. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And, and that, that ego once again, again, totally. So, so the, 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 once you've, you know, become aware of those, you've done those first two things. The next thing that you're going to do is you are either going to take a beat to, to pull back because being in that reactive parenting mode is not going to serve anyone. If you can't quite quickly, like in the moment, go, uh oh, I see what's happening. And it gets easier. The more that you're aware of it and you know what to do with it, the quicker you're going to be able to reel yourself back in and continue to stay focus and be present to your kid and follow through on your, your own conscious parenting agenda, right? The way that you would if you were just in the privacy of your own, own home with no prying eyes. Um, in the, in the instance that you can't, you don't feel yourself able to reel yourself in and put that ego in check and, and calm yourself from being in that reactive mode, you take a beat. You say, I want to be able to deal with this, to deal with you in a way that is going to be fair and effective. And, and I, I don't feel like I can do that. So we are going to talk about this in a few minutes. You just need to have a seat over here. Wow. Anything that you need to do, because to do that is going to be better than you losing your Cool. cool. <laughs> Throwing wood on the fire yep, and exactly. everyone loses out. Exactly. Wow. And, and literally both of you, you are not going to feel good about getting out of control of yourself and you are definitely not going to feel good about how your out of control, ego-driven self is going to impact your kid with yelling, screaming, shaming, demeaning, all of those things. Scenario. Okay. Kids are at the table. Grandma and grandpa are visiting. I don't want to eat spaghetti. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you know, I made it. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Really? You're going to let them? I mean, is he going to get something? Throws the spaghetti. Whew. All of a sudden, you know, you see your mom. Gosh. I mean, is that the way? And then is that the moment? What do you do right then? Is that when you go, 
all right, we're going to deal with this later on. Oh, okay. So you know, you know what I would actually do in that moment if I'm responding to that specific yeah, I'm scenario? Just saying, like, you have to do something. You yeah. have to do something. And this is really important because as we're raising our kids, being like in the moment, being timely is really important for them to understand what, what the deal is. If, and especially depending on the age. If you're dealing with a kid who's 14, first of all, they're probably not going to throw their spaghetti, but they're going to have a different understanding of we're going to talk about this you know, you need to that's go to your, your room. That's your break right there. We're going to yep. talk about this later. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Now you need to pull younger, yourself together. Okay. With the younger kid, you need to say, either take them by the hand or no, yeah, you're not, you're not going to spank them. Not you are not going to hit them. You are not going to yell. You are going to either pick them up if they're little, little, or you are going to uh, take their hand and say, we need to go and we need to go and talk and you're going to take them into a quiet space where you can be fully you without the prying eyes and they're also not fueled by those prying eyes and they're also not fueled by your flying off the handle because your ego is fully activated the minute that you remove yourself from that highly charged situation and you move into a quiet space, and if you're out in a public place, that might mean you go to the car, uh-huh. you step outside the restaurant, you know, whatever you need to do, you go for a little walk, and that's when you are going to get down on your knees and you're going to look your kid in the face and you're going to say, what's going on? Love that. What's going on? I can see that you're upset. I can feel that you're upset. I know that you know better. Let's, you know, what's up? Or that is not acceptable. That is not acceptable behavior at the dinner table. That is not what, the way you would want other people to be behaving if you were sitting and enjoying your favorite meal or whatever. It's not okay for you to do that. So what's going on? And, and the, the, the key point is whatever you say, and that's a whole other show, specifically how you engage in working through that particular moment is, is way too much to get into right now. But the, the point I want to make is if, no, just, you, if you don't feel like you can reel yourself in, in the presence of the prying eyes, find a way to remove yourself and your child from those prying eyes so that you can engage in your number one priority, which is engaging in conscious parenting, a conscious parenting moment with your child that is going to serve you as a human being and them as little growing human no, beings. No, you know what? You nailed it. And you're right. Some of the things you just mentioned, those are other different shows. But for this particular conversation. I just wanted to give you a scenario that I know parents that are listening to right now that have gone through, whether it's that moment at the table, whether it's the moment with a teenager, this or that, where you're like, what, what exactly would I do? And what you're saying is this, take a beat. Yeah. You got those prying eyes on you. There's nothing wrong with you saying, Hey, you know what? We're going to talk about this later on. Yeah. I mean, Hey, one of the, you know, with me and I mean, for me, one of the, and you know this, I talk about it all the time on the show, doing this show, rad parenting, you know, sometimes when my kids mess up, you know, or the fireworks thing. Mm-hmm. I know, and in my head, I have this thing that people are like, oh my gosh, of course, the guy lighting the fireworks says, dad hosts this rad parenting mm-hmm. show. And it's like, they're not, you know, like that's, that's, that's my ego running at yes. me saying and, that, where that doesn't exist. Okay, and what I want to say here- Does that make sense? Two things. It does make sense. So let me first speak to that one because I think, I'm sure a lot of people can create a parallel situation they've been through. Let's just say that you had flown off the handle. when So that parent calls or, or texts or whatever, yeah, whatever he or she did, right? And you go off. You go off on Nate and say, you know- I just got a call from so-and-so. What were you thinking? I never should have let you, you know, get those things or be lighting them off. And what were you thinking putting them on social media? Let's just say you go ahead and do that. So ego-driven reaction in full force. You always not only have the opportunity, but please take the opportunity because it's such a powerful, teachable moment to go back and say, you know what? I've been thinking about how, how I reacted with you. And here's the deal. I 
totally let my ego get the best of me. And you know what? If I really had a problem with that, Nate, I never would have taken you down to Chinatown. At the same time, here's what I need you to know. You put that stuff on social media, there are going to be people. I got it from a parent this time. You might get it from one of your peers or, or, or the parents might have said something to you directly. You need to be ready for that and just know that people are going to have certain judgment. So be really clear about what you're doing and know that that's their stuff and you don't have to change what you're doing if you've thought it through and you know that you were being safe, you weren't harming anyone, blah, blah, blah. Now, in the other, um, in the other scenario, I want to just be really clear because I can just hear people asking this question because I get this one. When I say take a beat... That does not mean that if your child is behaving in a way that is unacceptable, and when I say unacceptable, I don't mean just some rigid like, he or she is not demonstrating manners the way that I think they should. I'm talking about like you're in a restaurant and the way your kid is, or you're just at a family dinner and your kid's behavior is directly impacting the experience of other humans in the room. You, I'm going to say you have to, it is your responsibility to act in that moment. So A, your kid gets a clear message that it is not okay ever. You need to be yourself, but it is not okay for you to behave in a way that compromises other people's right to also be themselves and to have an enjoyable experience the way that you would want to. And if for, for a kid of any age, honestly, the quickest way to get them to understand that is create a parallel situation that they can identify with. So if you know your kid loves to play video games and you know they love to watch their favorite show and you said, what if you were sitting and watching your favorite show or you were blah, 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 and somebody bounced into the room and was like screaming and hollering and throwing things at you, how would you feel? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, oh, I wouldn't like that very much. It would mean I couldn't hear, I couldn't blah, blah, blah. And in that moment, you've created the opportunity to teach them about empathy, about respect for others, and that will help them to do their own like self-management as they grow older because the fact is they live in a world with other people and they need to learn how to be fully themselves and be able to express themselves while leaving room for others to do the same so that there's a mutual respect in this dance of life that we are participating in. Anaya, we went super wide on this show. Did we? I hope yeah. that was okay. No, no, no. It was, okay. I, you know what? It, the germ of it stayed there. Yeah. But I always love when you give us some real tools. And today, when I have those prying eyes whether it's a phone call or a text from a parent, hey, why is people lighting up fireworks and s smoke bombs at your house? I can, I can have that moment and step back and go, you know what, I'm, I'm going to talk to Nate about this and not, not now because, man, my ego's yeah. fully wanting to, to, to take the mic out of my hand and do its own show. <laughs> That's what it does. It. Grabs yes. it. It goes on its way. Uh, great show. want to thank everyone once again for always listening to Rad Parenting. Uh, we don't take you guys for granted. Uh, please share this episode. Uh, you know, follow us on Facebook. I never plug Facebook. Um, and um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Rad Parenting. Send us an email, radparenting at gmail.com. And uh, with that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Danae Bo. And we're out of here. Late. Late.